rolling, Jerome. And action. That was kind of dope, though. No lie. Welcome back to another episode of Somewhere in America. Me and my dad are out here in the Apache Kid Wilderness, San Mateo Mountains. Yeah, not quite. We're not in the Apache Kid Wilderness right now. Cibola National Forest. We're in the Cibola National Forest, yep. And uh, we're going to do a podcast. But before we get started, uh, I'd like to... Be sure to remind everybody to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe so that you get notifications every time we drop a new episode, Um, like us, share us with your friends, and yeah, we'll get started. We're here. We're uh, sitting by the campfire after day number seven Mm -hmm. of our archery elk hunt. Here in New Mexico. Any your very, thoughts? Your very first. My very first elk hunt period. Yeah. Of my own. I went on one elk hunt last year. Right. Just tagging along, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And this makes. Let's see. How old are you? You're twenty. Three. Three. So I started hunting elk twenty. Four, five years ago yeah 24 years ago wow yeah with a bow and arrow yep and we'd go to Colorado from Nebraska from Nebraska and it'd be my Uncle Gary my Uncle Og Uncle Keevan Cousin Dave Cousin Aaron and sometimes couple friends couple buddies yeah but it was always a family affair yep good times yeah good times yeah this trip we had uncle og and cousin david came down and spent time with us and yeah i can just the two of them were a hoot you know (laughs) i can imagine the whole clan oh yeah the whole galloway clan tagging along oh geez man there was uh there was one time (laughs) <laughs> up there in Colorado we had some neighbors camped oh they were probably about four or five hundred yards away we camped in this big old valley there and had the whole place to ourselves generally but one time we had these neighbors and they were compound shooters they come walking through camp um, at the wrong time Uncle Gary and Uncle Og and Uncle Keevan were out there shooting broadheads straight up into the air as far as they could. <laughs> oh, no. And and then trying to s- watch the arrows come, come down, down, you know. Yeah. And, of course, I d- you know, who knows how many beers they'd had. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like a bunch of little kids out there, you know. Yep. Running around. And oh, yeah. I can remember Uncle Og saying, Look out, Keevan, it's heading for you, you know. 
So anyway, these guys come walking through camp when all that was happening. And I'm pretty sure that they they were concerned because <laughs> they didn't stick around very long. And yeah. they went to camp and they broke camp and left. What? Yeah. <laughs> right then. <laughs> they thought they were camped next to a bunch of oh, crazies. Oh, a bunch of crazies. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of right. Yeah. Yeah, we but got our not, own. Not bad crazy. No, I was gonna say we Just got our own sense crazy. of crazy. Yep. So anyway, we got off topic there. But uh, yeah. So, so recap. Uh, very first m- opening. Yeah, morning. Op- opening morning. We came out the day before and kind of scouted out, and so that would have been August thirty first. Came out and scouted a little bit out and tried to decide where we wanted to go. Come opening day mm-hmm. so opening day comes around we're driving out to you know, driving up the canyon ways to get to where we're gonna unload and uh dad had a feeling that maybe we shouldn't go there we just a hunch let's drive a little farther and and walk up this other canyon so we get up there and it's, it's still dark by the time we we get up on this little shelf and dad's like hey let's let's sit down and wait for it to get a little lighter a little bit more Mm -hmm. wait for you know to get lighter outside and uh did we hear a bugle first or just hear him coming down the mountain no we heard we heard like this little tiny bugle on the back side of the mountain right and to the east of us and uh, didn't think a whole lot of it because it sounded like it was over there where Dave was, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I didn't really want to mess his thing up, and so we uh, waited there a little bit longer on that log, waiting for it to get light, and then the bugle was closer. Yep, it, it sounded like he was coming over towards our side. Yep. So I cow called once. Yep, and he answered back immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And. I told Coda, okay, well, he's ready to play. Yeah. So, and it was perfect setting, um, absolutely perfect setting. There was these little cuts that I could get down in and make lots of noise, sound like a herd down in there, and he couldn't see. Yep. And so he had to come to us to see. And uh, so I was down there doing that, calling and, and raking branches and, um, just doing low, little, low bugles, yep. not, not loud and glunking and some different things like that. And, and what was that? So I couldn't see, I could hear him coming down the mountain. Yeah. So from, I never saw him. from where I had, dad set me up somewhere to begin with. And, uh, so I heard, I heard him coming down the mountain and I could see him coming down the mountain and but i just saw a body i couldn't see a rack at that time i didn't know how big he was or or anything i i didn't know if he had cows with him or mm-hmm. anything else so then they get to the bottom and sprint across the valley i mean mm-hmm. full full steam ahead sprint across the valley and there's a little bull behind him yeah and uh so the little bull is all I, the only one I could see, but I saw two bodies go up the, go up the hill, 
Well, they go up the hill, and from where I'm standing, they, they start going away from me. So I get closer to where I think they're going to be coming out. And get a little closer and a little closer. He's making all kinds of noise and bugling on his way down and just being loud and obnoxious. And uh, So I finally get to where I think I'm going to be in a good position for him to come out. And he comes out, and when I first see him, he's probably at like 80 yards, mm-hmm. 90 yards. And uh, immediately I knew he was a good bull. You know, mm-hmm. he was a nice six by. <laughs> uh, he was kind of narrow, but mm-hmm. he was still really nice. I mean, plenty good for a first time hunt. Yeah, you know. No kidding. And uh, so yeah, he comes down probably to about 50 yards, but <clears throat> never, never could get a shot at him. Mm-hmm at 50 so he stands there for a little bit looking around smelling around you can tell you know the wind was good mm-hmm. he didn't smell us yep and uh he was just looking for visual confirmation that there was elk down there yep and we forgot the decoy at camp yeah so which is my fault but so we didn't have visual confirmation that there was actually elk down there so he uh sat there for a little bit turned around by this time, I could see Lakota. I was in position where I could see Lakota. Right. But I couldn't see the bull. Yep. I didn't want him to see me at all. Yep. So he turns around, and I range him real quick, and he's at like 60, 60 yards. Yep. And uh, I'm confident at 60 yards. I could have shot him at 60. Totally. So he he takes a few more steps up. up. You know, he turns around going back up the way he came, takes a few more steps and stops and looks right at me. And by this time, I'm at full draw and don't know exactly how far he is. But I I guessed he probably only went another five more yards. Mm-hmm. So I aimed a little high and shot under him. Mm-hmm. And he ran up the mountain and he actually didn't run. No, he, he, it spooked him. Mm-hmm. So he, he jumped a little bit forward. And then looked back and then walked up the mountain. Yep. Never, and he never blew, you know, like no, he never a w- barked warning sign. Yeah. No. So, no. but man, my blood was pumping. Anyways, there was a log he was standing right next to, and that log was at about 75 yards. So, yeah. I misjudged the distance, and I didn't think that I had the time to range him again, and then take a chance of him seeing me draw and then shoot so i don't know everything just kind of happened really fast <laughs> and i was pumped you know that it was happening yeah so uh but yeah i after that first morning we, i thought man this is gonna be me too this is gonna be a week full of action you know yeah bugling and and that's what I thought. Rutten too. bulls and because he came in just, oh, I mean, geez. like picture perfect. This is what a rutting bull does. Yep. You know, just picture perfect. Yep. And. That, yep. That yep. was not the case. No, it wasn't. I've been hunting here for uh, seven years, and this is the least amount of elk and elk sign that I've ever seen up here. That's crazy. 
So it has been really tough. Yep. Um, it's been tough on spirits. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. You know, to just like. Trying to keep a positive attitude. Yeah. And not only that, just say, all right, there is a chance that tomorrow, if I get up early, we can get out there and, you know, if we sit here at camp, there's definitely mm -hmm. a chance we won't get one. So, but, but yeah. You go out there all day and you don't even see any sign. You don't hear one bull. I mean. It's hard. It's defeating. We've seen I think we could count on, on two, two hands. hands how many bulls we've seen no. and how many bugles we've heard. Well, how many elk yeah. total <laughs> yeah. we've seen. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah awful i've never i don't know it's a different year and there are no bears here yep it's like everything's left it's weird they had a dry spring right mm -hmm. in early really summer bad dry spring no acorns um i don't think there's any pinon no nuts i think they had a, a really like a cold spell like a late cold spell in the spring yeah and then it's been super dry yep but these last you know starting in august started getting quite a bit of moisture and so there's a lot of grass yeah so that's definitely changed their feeding patterns yep from years before so let's see um yeah, so we just we've kind of spent the last six days, other than day one, the last six days just trying to find something. Yeah, trying to find a bull that'll answer, trying to find, and if he does, trying to f get him to come to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we got in on on a few elk and just mm -hmm. you know we're behind. Timing was off. Yeah, our timing was off and. They just got out ahead of us, and we there's no way for us to catch up. Yep. The wind screwed us today. Oh yeah. On two cows. Yeah, we had we found this watering. It's it's a valley or a, a canyon, mm -hmm. really a canyon with deep canyon with uh, rock bedrock where the water is washed out all the dirt and everything. So the rock holds all the water in, mm -hmm. and so it doesn't drain and and the ground doesn't soak it up it just sits there it's like in several pools and you know cascading down yeah and so from the bottom up to almost the top probably every about 25 30 yards there's a pool of water yeah so there's plenty of water down there we we discovered that yesterday yeah we found that yesterday yeah wish we'd have known about it sooner no, so so yesterday uh we found that hunt sat that for a little bit most of the day actually set that that canyon to see if anything came down to water and nothing did so we hiked on out of there this morning there was tracks and sign oh yeah yeah this morning we decided that it would have been a good idea to go sit on the back side of that so that the elk coming up out of there from watering at night uh would, would run into us right in. yeah, yeah. so we sat there and the wind was blowing a certain direction when we all first sat down, morning. yeah, all, all morning. morning. <laughs> right, right. It had been consistent all morning. Yep. So we sat down and got started. And here for too long, we hear some cows. 
Well, no, I oh, saw Oh, you saw him. him. That's right. I saw him, and that's why we stopped. That's right. And I I thought I could feel the, the wind in my face. Yeah. But it had just bare. And, of course, there was no wi- no real wind. I right. Mean, it, was just, it was just the thermals. Yeah. But they had changed, and I should have checked them. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. If I would have checked them, we'd have had plenty of time to reposition yep. and get downwind. Yep. So that was my bad. But anyway, she got what? How far was she? She was like twenty-five yards. No, it was like thirty-five 30 or forty. It's so like forty yards, and I had this cow staring almost right at me. And she just stopped. Yep. I just knew, stopped and, and I knew she looked. saw or smelled something, but I couldn't see her face. And just I was I was behind a bush, so I could never draw and and shoot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I, I could have taken a shot. She stood there long enough and I had oh, plenty yeah. of time to range, draw, take a shot if my movement was covered. Yeah. And if I could do it without her seeing me, I could have, but that wasn't the case. The way we were set up, I was behind a bush and yep. there was no way for me to range her and then draw and shoot without her seeing me. Yep. And man, we came close. Yep. But so but yeah, we're coming out of elk camp for now anyways, empty handed. Which But at least sucks. we got our health. We didn't we didn't, you know, screw something up. This yep. this is really rough country. Yes, very. And we helped a friend. Oh uh, man! Cut up a bull and pack him out in the dark. At like midnight. Yeah, we got home at two. Yep. Or back to camp at two or somewhere in there. Yep. At two in the morning. And. Uh, it was a nice bull. It was a crazy cool bull. He had palmation. It looked like a red stag. Yeah. Had palmation at the top on on yep. one was really, really, yeah, like a moose. Yeah, <laughs> the other one was just a little bit. Yeah, like a caribou more. Yeah, yeah, actually, the both sides mm-hmm. looked more like a caribou. But uh, anyways, yeah, that was fun to. I was all excited, you know. Yeah. Excited to help him pack him out, and <laughs> it was fun. That was the first time I got to do that. Yeah. And that was, I actually, if it would have been my bull, I would have, I threw the whole thing on my back and just walked down the <laughs> yeah. mountain with yeah. him. As it is, you had one hindquarter. Yeah, gosh. That's all you wanted to carry. That sucker was heavy. Was huge. I got the heavy hindquarter, too. Yeah. You cut more meat off of that than Dave did. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, Uncle Og and Dave were a few beers deep, and Derek are, are, Buddy, we met him when we pulled into camp. Yeah. And he came over and introduced himself and he was hunting up here alone. It was his first archery elk hunt and yep. and uh So he kind of he kind of uh latched onto us. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to though. Yeah. Dave and Og for sure are entertaining. Yep. But uh yeah, so he comes rolling into camp at like ten o'clock at night and I could tell by the way he drove in on his buggy that he was he was excited, yeah. you know. So, did you get one? Hell yeah, I did. He's, <laughs> He's a, a monster. monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he showed us a picture, and I was like, man, that's not a very that's big a, bull. Yeah. And we got there, and he was 
He was <laughs> nice. Big. That photo was the season. Yep. And uh, anyway, so Uncle Ox probably 12 beers deep, and yep. Dave's had his fair share of Coke. beer and Coke and Black Velvet and Coke, Coke and whiskey, yeah. So <laughs> they're just gung ho, you know, ready and to Uncle go. Uncle Ox told Derek at the very beginning. You kill an elk, I'm packing out a front shoulder. Yep. That's it, though. Just one front shoulder. Yep. Because Uncle Og is 67. Seven. Yeah. Yep. He's an old guy. But he's, I mean, he's the toughest Tough. old man. And There's uh, no flipping way I could have walked up that mountain. I mean, this is steep, rocky, nasty climb. Yep. Up and uh, down. We climbed what like 400 feet in elevation yeah and straight up not very much yeah uh, yeah it, not a very far distance yeah, it's like 400 feet distance. in elevation and 500 yards or <laughs> less than that yeah yep it's crazy it's bad in the dark yep and there's no flipping away of course i've never i've never consumed a 12 pack of beer <laughs> in my life so even a six pack i would probably have sat it out yeah i would have just said dude dude i'm sorry but there's no way i can go yeah and uncle og was gung-ho man yes he was and he fell down so many times so many times on the way down gosh that poor guy <laughs> <laughs> when we got down you left already to go get yeah. the four-wheeler uh -huh. when we got down <laughs> he lifted his pants up Dave, get these damn stickers out. <laughs> and he fell on like a cactus or oh, something. No. There's quills or spikes or whatever all on his knee. Gosh. Oh, man, that poor guy. Yeah, we're lucky. And then. We're lucky he didn't get hurt real bad. Yep. And then he takes off oh, while we're cutting, while we're still getting ready to start packing out. Takes off and just disappears yeah and no i was like or nothing i was like oh he was like man. i know how to get down <laughs> right no we didn't not us knew how to get down no and uh so i know where he's, the road is he's gone and we're like oh man he Crap. we lost uncle og in the, <laughs> in the middle of the forest and uh we're gonna have to Help do him back man, out. Do yep. a man search when yep. it gets light or something. Anyways, so I start down the mountain, and we asked Dave, you know, do we just leave him? And he was like, yeah, just leave him. <laughs> <laughs> so I start down the mountain, and sure enough, he's just sitting there waiting for me. Yeah, he was down there about 100 yards. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> waiting for us. Yep. And drunk as a skunk still. <laughs> Gosh, man, he I don't know just how he does it. He just powered through. Yeah, I don't. And he was in front of me, and he fell probably that I could see like five, six times. Yeah, on rocks. Yeah, I mean it was it wasn't like falling on grass no. or sand or dirt. No, no, it was rocks. Gosh, yeah. he's a tough son of a gun. Yep, runs in the blood though. So, was it the next day? They left. We, they left yep. the next day. Yep. Was it the next day that we we were heading down that same slope? 
just I mean into the same canyon. Remember we were we heard that bull yeah, that was yesterday. We heard that bull bugle. Oh yeah. We were heading down the canyon and we're kind of in a hurry. Yep. And ah. You okay? Oh uh, yeah, my finger just dislocated. That finger, that old finger that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear it pop? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So anyway, uh we were heading down the that slope, rocky, nasty slope. Oh yeah. And I almost stepped on a rattler. Yep. And we told Uncle Og, you know, yep. there's rattlers up here. Yep. Those rock rattlers. And because he can't hear, you know, be watching. Yep. And I was about my foot was about oh eight inches away from him. Mm hmm. <coughs> and uh he started rattling and uh, all my momentum was going downhill so getting it, up was like it took <laughs> it took a little bit extra effort to come <laughs> scrambling back up the mountain because yeah. i didn't see him i just heard him yep and uh he was still kind of cool yep cause yeah it was early morning yeah sun wasn't shining on him yet yep and man was, that yeah. was so close yep just six inches more and i just stepped right in the middle of him yeah or eight inches yeah it was crazy dad running back up the mountain though it looked like those cartoons when they <laughs> they run and their legs are going but they're staying in the same spot <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's what, what it, it felt like, like. too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yep because the gravel and rocks and everything oh, you don't man. have any traction but i'll tell you a rush of adrenaline like mm -hmm. oof that sound yeah. is yep. get you going yep but but yeah that was kind of we had some uneventful days yeah just sitting waiting and hiking and looking and bugling and cow yep. calling and not we, we probably walked I mean, average, probably like six miles a day, don't you think? Yeah. We probably averaged that. Yeah. Pretty the day easy. before the the day before the season started, I walked nine and a half. Mm -hmm. Just scouting, and we walked, me and Dave walked up there to that Indian Springs and mm -hmm. then had to walk back down because there were other hunters up there, and then walked up towards toolbox you know yep. yeah all in all it's been you know it's been a lot of fun especially Definitely. with with you know cousin dave and uncle og being here and and meeting Derek. that was cool yeah i'm glad that we got to be part of his yeah me first too. experience that poor sucker if he did try to pack that thing out by himself i don't know if he oh yeah done it. no i don't think so I think it would have been too much. He would have had to leave some meat up there. Yep. We land. We ended up running into his carcass today. That ca the carcass of that bull today. Mm -hmm. And gosh, it's up there. Yep, it is. But he earned that bull. Yes, he did. No doubt about that. Nope. It's. I thought that he was. I mean. When he was here, he was just relaxed and. 
you know, drank beer and then he's like, All right, I'm gonna go hunt now yeah. and he'd, you know, leave camp and come back and oh didn't hear anything. And then, you know, I I didn't know how hard he was actually working. Yeah. But when we saw where that bull was, yep. he worked for that yes, sucker. He did. Yeah. Well and you know, he went all the way up Water Canyon mm-hmm. to Bull Saddle and Milligan Peak and all that. And yeah. that that's no that's no joke yep. getting up to there. I mean, yep. and he'd been up there twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, he uh, he worked at it. Yep. For sure. But that's a bull of a lifetime, really. Uh, yeah, no kidding. He won't score really high because he's atypical, but he just cool. So much character. Heck. Yeah. So unique. I'll post a picture on Instagram, and so if you if you're listening to this, you can watch it on, look at it on my Instagram. Yeah, Dakota Gothic. Probably, the the closest encounter we had with anything was hummingbirds. Yeah, no kidding. They came like how many hummingbirds came up to us? Multiple times a day. Oh yeah. Like three Hover feet right away. And and always going for the fletches on. on the arrows. On the arrows. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Man. It's fun listening to Uncle Og and Dave's stories. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, Uncle Gary and yeah. all the fun that they had. And I mean, we're talking about an Uncle Og anyways. Somebody who was so deadly with the recurve that he had to switch to a left-handed bow just to give the animals a chance you know (laughs) that's how he puts it anyways yeah but it's probably not far from the truth no no i mean and uncle gary's the same way he he could shoot he's amazing yeah i saw him hit a buzzard one time with a blunt up on it was clear up this hill uh, sitting on a fence post had to have been 80 yards away. Yeah. And these turkey hunters come driving by. And they stopped and we stopped. And he asked if, if, uh, you know, if we'd been having any luck and where would be a good place to go hunt and stuff like that. And finally they got ready to leave and they said, can you hit anything with that? Oh, yeah. That was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> and Uncle Gary just grabbed it, got out of the car, and saw that buzzard up there, and he just reared back and let an arrow go, and it drilled that, drilled that buzzard. And then he sent Speck after it, and uh-huh. Speck after it to go get the arrow. And uh, he kind of looked at him, you know, like, <laughs> what do does you that answer that? your yeah, question? Does that answer your question? He didn't say anything. He just looked at him. Uh-huh. And they were extremely surprised. <laughs> and they drove off. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Man. Yeah. You don't You don't challenge him. I guarantee you. I don't think anybody in that family you challenge. No. Unless you're ready to. Yep. <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. That's the truth. In anything. I mean. They're so competitive and yes, very competitive and tough. 
Yeah. Yeah, we got some. I set my phone down and just let it record. Without their knowledge. Yeah, without them knowing, (laughs) which is probably better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But here at the end of this this uh, episode, we'll I'll put some of the highlights from those clips and man, there's some funny stories. Yep. Gosh, and I mean. He kept reiterating to Derek because, you know, Derek never met us. He was like, I know that you hear us talking and you're going to think that it's a lie, but every one of these stories is true. Yep. Maybe it's a, a little exaggerated. Maybe. And some of them. But most of them are to the T 100% mm-hmm. true. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure Derek... Derek, he had, he had a good time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd been a long, lonely stay here. No kidding. By himself. I'm sure. Know. I'm sure he knew too. Like, I'm gonna make some. When I get there, I'm gonna make friends with with somebody yeah. so that I have some company. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he got he got in with the right group of guys, and the five of us packed that elk out all in one trip, and never had to go back for more. We got there today, and the ravens and buzzards had pretty much. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Picked them, bru- buzzards. Picked them bone. Maybe the coyotes. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see a whole lot of signs of coyotes today, man. Um, but absolutely no bears. The bears hadn't. Um, that's crazy. Eaten the paunch, the gut. Yeah. And that's what they go after immediately. Yeah. Because they they go for that grass. Yep. You know, that partly digested grass. Yep. And uh, it was completely intact. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. I know it. I, I've i never seen a year when that would have been possible. Yeah. I can't believe we saw one fairly fresh elk track, or uh, bear track. Yeah. Up, up uh, by Toolbox. Well, and then we saw another one over here, remember, in that spring? Yeah, but... Do you think that was pretty fresh? Yes. Today? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was fresh. So two bear tracks. And in years past, you couldn't go a day without seeing a actual bear, let alone their sign. Yeah. Well, their, their crap is everywhere. Yep. On every trail. In the roads. Yep. Yeah. I've never seen a year like this. It's very different. Wow. It's I don't know. I wonder what the other units are putting out. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious. Because last year I don't think was a super good year for like 34, for for example. Yeah, for archery anyways. I think muzzleloader here, they killed a lot. They cleaned house. Derek was talking about that. He said like the first archery season here, there were seven elk harvested. Harvested out of 125, 125 tags given. That is insane. Seven. Seven out of 125. And the year before had to have been better than that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I took one. I, I took a 6 by 7 bull out of here. That that kid Ben up here, he took a 5 by 5 Yeah. out of Indian Springs. Yeah. Um, Man, he's lucky. 
being an outer state out of stater drawing this yeah two years really lucky um let's see Stuart my cousin yep. Stuart took one there were elk all over here yep this valley that we're camped in usually by this time in September yeah right now I mean we're it's uh what this 10 o'clock 9 30 yeah okay by now on this recording you'd be hearing bugling yep in the background from probably three to four locations up and down this valley jeez that is crazy and there's just nothing it's just silence she's it almost feels dead there's nothing talking. No. I don't get it. Me either. It rained today, this afternoon, pretty good. Yeah. We figured that might be... Cool that might everything down. Yep. They might get them going and nothing still. But. So are you hooked for life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I didn't get to shoot a bull or a... I mean, I didn't get to... I didn't get to fill my tag, but man, it's not even, that's not what's important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just being out here and disconnecting from everything for a week mm-hmm. is awesome. I think everybody needs it every once in a while. Well, and, re- you know, reconnecting with that. Um, to me, it's like reconnecting with your ancestors. Yeah. Who were hunter hunter gatherers yep you know yep I don't understand how our society so many in our society can believe that we shouldn't have this kind of connection yeah with nature what we eat. oh yeah and you know what we, we eat we yep. shouldn't be killing animals you know, yep. that's that's for barbarians and and we're much more advanced now yeah you know that's that's archaic I do not understand that yep. I will never understand that mentality I guarantee you that an elk in the wild is gonna die a much more brutal death if you let it live its life out. Yeah, let oh nature yeah. take its toll. Oh, definitely. When you, when man interjects, mm-hmm. there's no like, no, virtually no suffering. Yep. And it happens fast, yep. most of the time. Most of the time. Like Derek, he shot his bull double lunged, good shot. Yeah. And that he bull ran forty yards yep. and laid there dead. And he didn't even run off fast, he said. He didn't even yeah. really know what, what, what happened. happened. Probably just heard a sound, yep. felt a... You know, arrows are, are very, can be very painless yep. compared to, to a bullet. Yep. I've literally shot a deer straight through um, before, through both lungs. And he jumped at at the impact you know just like jump forward looked around like what in the world was that 
and the arrow stuck in the ground on the other side of him. Right. And he walked about four or five steps with, you know, grazing. Yeah. He, just, he just went back to went what he was doing. Back to what he was doing, grazing, and then he just collapsed, dead. Yep. You know that's that's pretty painless. Death. I mean that's the most that's i that's the most ideal situation. Yep. I mean other than I think getting shot in the head mm-hmm. or you know shooting something in the head. Yeah. Because that's instant death. Yep. No pain. No mm-hmm. nothing. Just. Yeah. Lights out. Other than that, I mean that has to be the most perfect. Mm-hmm. You know. Man. Yeah. We, uh, what do you think about wrapping it up? Have anything else to say? No, not really. Just, it's just great to have you out here. Yeah. It's great to be here. Spend time with you. Yeah. We don't get to spend enough time together. I know. Life sucks. So, well, just, you know. No. We're both too busy. I know. Life. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Life doesn't suck. Life doesn't suck. Just working sucks. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Someday soon, though. Whoever invented this stupid working for a living thing? <laughs> yeah. Like working 80 hours uh, a week? Yeah. I mean, maybe not 80 hours. 40. Typical work week's 40. Typical's 40, but there, most, I do most, way more than that. I was going to say, most people work probably 60. probably 60. I mean, that whoever thought that they were you know, really smart by inventing that. Yeah. Yeah, they're frustrating. Yeah. But we all got to do it. Yeah, that's our society now. Yeah. Unless you want to become hermits off in the mountains somewhere. Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. I doubt if you can convince your wife to do that, and I doubt if I can convince your mom to do that. Yeah, you're definitely right. I'd have to... Oh, man. Yeah, there's no way. No way. But... Yep. Yeah. We're, we're signing off. Thanks for listening. Uh... Stay tuned right after this. There'll be some clips of Uncle Og and David and uh, Dad telling stories and laughing and cussing and <laughs> just just being the Galloways. It's fun. So, yeah, thanks for doing this, Dad. You betcha. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. After that. <laughs> nah, there was very little. But that was... Uh, that. I was just, hell, I was quit hunting. I was coming home. Yeah. And he just ran up there and stopped, and I shot him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened uh, to me when we, it was either that year or the year after. I can't remember. But I shot that yearling or that young. That was a calf, really. It was that year's calf, I think. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I was going to be late, and I was running down that mountainside. To be able to get to the truck. Yeah. Because after that, it was an eight-mile pack, you know, eight-mile walk to the camp. Yeah. And so I was running down that hill, and I and 
I spooked up that cow and calf, and the cow went this way, and the calf stopped over here, about 40 yards, laced her, <laughs> and tied up all that, boned out all the meat, and put it in my, I didn't have a backpack or anything, just put it in my sweatshirt, I made a sling with my sweatshirt. <laughs> Of course, by the time I got to the parking spot, you guys were gone. <laughs> God dang. And that stinking mountain pulled me all the way. You know, oh, yeah. The way it... You <laughs> was over on damn Pino, wasn't you? Yes. That, yeah, that's, uh, that's goddamn the thing. Jeez, so I, I trudged through swamp and crap. <laughs> it's, it, I was yeah, his age. Yeah, it sucks you right downhill too far yeah. and you, you're in shit. <laughs> I remember. And I, so I, I walk all the way down and I'm counting the mile markers and it's eight miles and old, uh, Randy, the guy with the glass eye, white, Randy white, Randy, not white, What's his Randy name? guy Howard? with the glass eye, no, Idaho, no, that's Bob, uh, that's Bob, oh, Bob, yeah, with the glass eye, yeah, Bob, Bob Lauer, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, so anyway, we get like, or I get, I don't know, half mile, quarter mile from camp, and here he comes in the truck, picks me up, <laughs> and I was just like, quarter mile. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> God dang, I could, I couldn't do that today. There's no way. I don't have it in me. I don't think. Really? Yeah. How? Now you're what? Forty-seven, eight. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, I packed that meat, I think, for 11 miles. Yeah. In a sweatshirt? Uh huh. You should have tied that up in a tree and just brought it on in the camp. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. I had a backpack one time and I, I shot this cow elk and I decided I was going to take that son of a bitch home in one shot. I loaded everything. <laughs> But I had to go up this one hill. It really wasn't that bad, but and it was it wasn't that long. It was only just a couple hundred yards. And I got top of that son of a bitch. I piss on that. I grabbed a hind quarter and went back to camp and got Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's too much for for you. Break you down. I think a guy could do a yearling. You know, if you didn't ha if you didn't have too much bad to go through, but that spike I shot, I I did it in one trip, and it was just my legs were so rubbery. I I got to the top of the hill, and I had you know kind of a step up on a little deal there. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, good God, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> Hell, that was me today, walking on flat ground with no meat. Yeah. <laughs> I was tripping on little stubs on the ground, like, what the hell's wrong with my legs? Pick them up. <laughs> Tired. <clears throat> I do that all the time, and I don't have to be walking in the mountains. I trip over shit. <laughs> I was walking into the hospital here a while back, <laughs> running flat pavement, and I stubbed my goddamn toe and fell down on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to old, uh, old Bernie uh, uh, Merck's, the guy that works with Mark, his dad. 
Oh, Eklund, yeah. Eklund, yeah. Yeah. I started walking alongside him talking to him. I fell down on the ground. He's like, you okay? I said, oh, yeah, I'm okay. I don't know what the hell I, I just done. Uh, Uncle Gary was drinking uh, peppermint stumps. Oh. And he was getting pretty bad off, but I didn't realize how bad he was getting. But we, there's a fence corner like this, you know. We're driving along like this, and he turns, forgets, he don't even turn back straight, runs through the fence. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and, barbed wire uh, fence. It says, what? yeah, barbed wire fence. <laughs> so we get back through that, and I'm like, geez, you know. And so Uncle, I'm like, Uncle Gary, you got some of that snops? <laughs> yep. He handed me the bottles, about this much left in it, you know. I finish it off. He's like, Yes, son of a bitch! <laughs> and uh, I thought, good, got that shit up. He's like, pulls a brand new bottle. I'm like, ow! And I hate that shit, you know? I had to drink it so fast because he was so fucked up. Oh, that's so disgusting. I'm like, okay, give me it. <laughs> Oh, oh god and all the way back to town he was on both sides all over i pay taxes on both sides he says i'm like oh fuck years ago we went hunting coyote hunting and uh, this was early in the morning and we drives out german settlement road out south and then heads over to uh Gilbert Whitty's place and cut doors. Yeah. And this goddamn Volkswagen. He was driving a Volkswagen and, and that son of a bitch quit him. We wasn't drinking nothing. We was sober judges. And old Gary got he was pissed off and he had a five gallon can of gas back there. And he walked back there and grabbed that son of a bitch and started throwing it all over that motor. I said, Gary. <laughs> I said, Gary, God damn it. I said, we can walk home. So, <laughs> you guys want to talk about a day. We, walk, we walked, uh, we didn't walk clear home. Somebody come pick us up, I can't remember. Took us on down to my place, and I had a little Volkswagen sitting down there. And so we jumped the knot, son of a bitch, and we headed clear up west Uncle Ted's, mm -hmm. you know, on the Rothlutner. Yeah. And got up there and hunted and went, and screwing around and was coming back and I got there was snow on and I got stuck in a hole couldn't get out of there so we had to walk clear down to belly Sessler's <laughs> and he this is no bullshit you can't make this shit up and, and we went that's the last time I ever seen Bill and Lucille live by the way but because I, I was in it went back to the army and they passed away while I was over there but but anyway <laughs> we cut, went uh, down there and the bell come pull us out of that goddamn hole and my fan belt had busted so he had a he drove a Volkswagen also so he, he gave us a belt and we put it on and drove on home son of a bitch what a day it was well after dark I guarantee you we, but he was going to burn that car to the ground <laughs> serious he was him. gonna burn that son of a bitch to the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that story, the one that 
one Ford truck he had or whatever that kept quitting him. Oh, yeah. And him, and who was with him? Ah, uh, goddamn it. I'll think of his name in a little bit. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're going along there, and it quit him again. <coughs> and he gets out, and he... And he's raving mad about this thing, and they, and he. They got it started. They got it started, and he's going along a little bit further, and there's a big cliff there, <laughs> and he tells the guy, "Well, get your shit and jump you know, get, get the hell out of here, unless you want to, and unless you want to go go with this hell with this." Uncle Gary's like, "No, I'm serious." <laughs> And so the guy's like, oh, motherfucker's grabbing his gun and getting out. Uncle Gary just lets her pop, pop, pop out over the cliff. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's walk out <laughs> 30 miles from town. God damn it, I can see this guy's face, but I can't think of his name, David. Yeah. Oh, you're up. Look at 30 mile walk. <laughs> Gosh, that's that funny. nothing for Uncle Gary. Tell him about that time that he uh, he wanted to go deer hunting, and they were there was a blizzard, and he wanted to get to the river. And I think he made it to Crookston or something like that. Kilgore. Kilgore. He made it to Kilgore. Couldn't go no further, so he just jumped out and head south. And uh, on the way, about the. Marvin Hill was down there stuck in a snowdrift, him and his wife and kids. And so he he said, I'll tell your dad about it. We're going by there anyway. Snow was deep, you know. You ever try walking through deep snow very far? No. Well, I have, and I, I guarantee you. <laughs> it's it, a workout. It's, it's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, he goes on down to Grover Hills, tells Grover about that. Then he comes clear down on the river. This is another three miles. And he, he, uh, my dad had a buckskin horse down there. Nobody was there, but Gary caught his buckskin horse and he rode clerk to Uncle Ted's, which was about nine miles to the west, and had dinner with him and and then rode the goddamn horse back down there, turning him loose, and walked clear back to Highway 20 at, at Kilgore. Yeah. Which is like, uh, it's got to be about 12. 12 miles as the crow flies. Damn. Through deep snow. And it's up. like. Yeah, it's uphill <laughs> from my place. Yeah. The home place it, is down yeah. on the, on the river sense. bottom. Yeah. And you got to go up through canyons. Not quite as bad as this, but I mean, it's, I mean, you're in trees like this. Yeah. You know, and and it's, it's a climb. Snow, deep snow. and It's, it's a, yeah, it wouldn't be that steep a climb, but it's a, it's a climb. Yeah, it's a climb. Oh, it's every bit as climb. It's steeper than that, oh, probably. Oh, yeah, steeper than that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah he, he was a, a physical son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I was coming across the meadow over there and was bailed, and I was young and stout and feeling pretty good, and I picked up this bale, and I threw it again, old Gary. Hit it, hit him right here. Well, it hurt him a little bit. Didn't think about it then, but I know what it did. I hurt. It hurt him, you know, a little bit. But he turned around and he took two fucking steps and he got a hold of me, <laughs> and he fucking threw me about halfway as far as that orange outfit is there. 
And I didn't get up off the ground saying, come on, you son of a bitch, either. I didn't want no more of that. <laughs> yeah. He done some shit, that boy. I guarantee you. He understood animals like, gosh, he could get into the head of an animal. Oh, fuck. I called him. I, I said, Gary. I said, I just, I know this turkey's dead, but I don't know where the hell he went, you know. Yeah. I shot him with my bow. And he said, I'll bet my bed hawks. Pretty soon he showed up. And he goes up there and he said, okay. I said, yeah, I shot him right here and he flew this way and. 20 minutes later, I had my turkey. <laughs> he knew exactly what that son was going to do. Yep. I was hunting turkeys with him one time early in the spring. It was it was in March, first part of March. And um, we were over there on Drinkwalder's meadow there the, where the schoolhouse. Oh, George's. Yeah, George Drinkwalder, yeah. 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 Over there. Yeah. Uh, and... We'd seen him going up, uh, going up in there. So we just drove. He just drove past like, like he didn't even see him. And he says, "You get, you see that ridge right there?" He said, "You get up on top of that ridge, and I'll run him by you." He said, "I'll go get, get a shot or two off, and, and they'll just come running right by you." <clears throat> so I got up on that ridge, and he gave me enough time. I got up there, and I got set up, and sure enough, here they come, just like a shooting gallery. You know, here comes one. <laughs> I took a few feathers off of him, missing. Shoot <laughs> another feather off that one. I never hit one of them things solid. Emptied my quiver. So I'm gathering arrows. And... I've had them days too. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. So I'm gathering my arrows and I look down there and and Uncle Gary's creeping up that ridge like this. And and he sees me and he he goes. And oh, okay, he's got a wounded one, you know. So I'm looking, looking, I'm coming down the hill, and old Speck, he's he's going back and forth, his dog, mm -hmm. he's going back and forth, and and uh, all of a sudden Speck uh, jumps that turkey out of the soapweed, he was laying in the soapweed, and he was close, I mean Uncle Gary's close, but, but that turkey, he took about two big old hops and got his, got his wings set, and, and flew around that ridge like that, and disappeared. And without us, either of us getting shot off, eh? <laughs> and so he flies out like that and disappears. And Uncle Uncle Gary says, "Well, he said he's a young turkey. He said he's he's not very smart. Um, he said if he was a smart turkey, an old gobbler, he'd go around this ridge and go right back and and he'd land somewhere over in there where he could see us when we come around the ridge looking for him." But he said, I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll be right out here on the end of this ridge. So we get up high and we're starting to work down like that, kind of kind of working a uh, little area there, looking, looking, looking. The grass is really tall. And he jumps out from, you know, Speck gets him again, you know, and jumps out and he sets his wings and he heads south <laughs> all the way across the river. And he lands over on the other side of the river. Seriously? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, oh, he said, I know, I know exactly where he's at. He said, there's some cow trails that come down right there. And he says, I'll bet he's laying right in the, in them cow trails where that grass, 
droves over the cow trail, you know. And so we, so by this time, I mean, you know, we're we're quite a ways away from the vehicle. We're I don't know, half a mile or something like that from the vehicle, and uh, or quarter of a mile. So we cross the river. We strip down completely naked. He says, oh, "I won't take us take us long." He said, "We'll we'll just take our bows and our boots and leave our clothes over here," you know. And, and of course, it's cold. I mean, it's early spring, cold, cold. <laughs> And as we're going across the river, he's telling the story about, he says, can you believe there's some people that, I've taken people across this river before that couldn't, couldn't walk across this river, you know, when, when it, in the spring when it's cold. Yeah, they couldn't take it. No, he said they Dave, take it. Dave Lewis. I know. He said, yeah. I, I took Dave Lewis and he, yeah. he got out in the middle of this and he just froze up. He couldn't go any further. Can you believe that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess. So we get across the other side, and everything's shriveled up and and uh, gone pretty much at that point. And and he takes us right to where that turkey turkey landed, you know. And we're looking, we're looking like this. We're, I mean, bearing down. We walk right up on that turkey, and he gets a jump on us again. And he, <clears throat> so the river's running like this. So he goes. Uh, uh, up, up river, goes west, up river, and disappears. And he says, "Well, he was an old gobbler, smart old gobbler. He'd bank up high." He said, "What, what they do?" He says, "When they're flying, they know when they're out of sight of you." And he said, "As soon as they're out of sight, they'll either bank left or bank right." They'll head a gully. Throw you, throw they'll you head a gully. Yep. That's what they do. And he said, "If he was a." An old smart gobbler, he'd go right back up on this on this hillside where he could watch his back trail and watch us looking for him. But he said, "I he's getting sick. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be in the bottom." <coughs> so we're going along, and Speck finds him down right on in the bottom, underneath a uh, dead tree. And by this time, he is pretty sick. Pretty we, done. We don't get a get an arrow off because because speck is right there on him well he gets gets his wings and he gets about halfway across the river and falls in the river so speck jumps well he gets further than that he gets almost to the bank and falls in the river <laughs> and so he swims to the to the other side and he's coming up the bank oh speck he jumps in but but the current takes him down a ways and so we're launching arrows across the <laughs> river at this thing and we i swear to god we form a gauntlet like, like he's crawling up that bank, limping up the bank, and one arrow goes right here. So he gets around that one, and one arrow goes right here. And pretty soon, we just got him pinned, you know? We never hit him at all. Just got him pinned, corralled into this spot, and he can't go any further. And old Speck, he comes running over there and grabs him and finishes him off. So we cross the river again, but, our, but by this time, you know, our clothes are clear down river and on the same side you're half a mile <laughs> and we got across that big old flat and it, he cleans the turkey and he cleans him all up and there's some some yearling cattle out on that flat and he says joel he said climb up in that tree and put that turkey clear up in that tree where those cattle can't get to it because he says sure enough them yearlings will come over here and check check out what we were doing here 
Well, I would have never thought of that in a million years. Me neither. I'd have never thought of that. And so I climb up in the tree and, and secure it up in a crotch of that tree. Come back down and we're walking across completely buck naked. There's a road that goes right through that. And we hear a car coming. <laughs> nice. so, yeah. But I know you could outrun your Uncle Gary. Oh, yeah. I'm gone. He's like... Hey, wait for me! I said, no, no way! So I make it to the school and get hid behind the school. Well, I think it was the mail, the mailman. Oh, because they stopped. I could hear where they stopped, and I think they stopped at those mailboxes, you know, up the road a little ways, and then they went on. Thankfully, I thought it was going to be uh, Ruth. Ruth, you know. So anyway. We get so this time it, it's closer to walk to the vehicle than it is to go get our clothes. Yeah. So we walk to the vehicle and look back, and all the mureling calves are right over there around that tree where we had just been. Oh, I'll be down. Will yeah. they eat it? No, they'll just smell it and just trample it. And, uh, you know, it would have wouldn't have been worth nothing yeah. by the time they got done with it. So we get up. in the car and we're stark naked. And we're driving along, and here comes Greg in his tractor to feed this <laughs> cattle. And, and he's like, act like you don't see him, Joel. Act like you don't see him. Just look the other way. <laughs> so, so we will go clear around like this, and I glance over at Greg, and Greg's looking at us like, you know, trying to stay as far away from him as we can. We drive, finally get to our, to our clothes, and everything turned out good, but... <laughs> And then he, when he, when we got all done, he's like, "Man, I sure wish I had a breech clout." He said, "I am just raw." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, me too." So we've been walking through the brush and crap yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Gary, he broke ice off his balls. Actually, <laughs> I'm serious. Oh gosh. No. Oh my God. Oh, he's double tough. That's crazy. And then he said, Joel, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D hey, David. Uh, Remember the time when I was over in that pond across the river? And, oh, yeah. And uh, you said, Dad, I'll come help you. Oh, God. So old David jumped in there, and he got, was in there for about a minute. I'd been in it for about ten. And he said, Dad... I'm gonna get out of here. I might wanna have some kids yet. <laughs> My balls actually that spring water is like uh I think it's thirty-eight or something. Yeah, just about freezing. And it's Eric, you a cigar smoker? It, uh, I'm not. All right. It hurts you. I was right. dad is I can't take that shit. My balls were they started hurting. My yeah. balls actually. <laughs> yeah. I believe I'm like, okay. Yeah, I've had enough. Dad was out in there a few minutes longer than that. And he was in there before I got in there. I went into that one pond. I had to change the the boards. It's going to change the level, you know. Mm -hmm. Before ascending, I got married. And, uh, of course, there ain't a lot there anyway. But, you know, I'm glad I got what I have. But I get out in that shit. It's just like moss. We hardly wouldn't even hang, you know. 
I'm like, fuck, Lucinda, you gotta marry me now. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, that shit's gold. <laughs> when people say, yeah, it was really cold, I'm, I sympathize with them. <laughs> that water was super cold. <laughs> You know, you know, like no, most people, there's kind of a courtesy thing. You don't get real close. Right. Robbie don't know nothing about that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Anyway, he's like 10 feet from me, you know. And he's he's coming closer. And uh, he had shorts. I just wear my pants, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, a snapper. Oh, gosh. No shit. Like, right like this. His skin was like this, oh. hanging down. Oh, it snapped him, and it kind of clunked off his knee and oh. and just peeled him down right here. And anyway, so like a year later, we're out there. And he's kind of crowding in on me, and I'm like, man, you see the size of that snapper? <laughs> Damn, you motherfucker, did you really see one? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's huge, huge. <laughs> Robbie who? Townley. Oh yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> it, a snapper bit him and clipped the skin. It was just folded like this. I'll be down. Yeah. Un Uncle Gary, we were, uh, we went to shoot one time and I was wearing shorts and he said, Joel, he said, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. He said, when you're waiting, you need to be waiting in pants or something because he said that you know, especially if you're in reeds or weedy stuff. Yeah, so you're always turtles, through with the weeds. Them snapping turtles think that looks like a fish. Yeah. You know? And he said, they'll take a chunk out of you. Oh, yeah. And, man, after that, I... I never you heard of anybody... You hanger after that. You uh, wasn't so worried about your knees, but you worried about your hanger, wasn't right. you? Yeah, what about us, <laughs> you know? They would take that right oh, off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. Unless they couldn't bite it. Just <laughs> <laughs> have a good eye. Have a good eye. But that's what I'm like. <laughs> so probably hanging out there a little. <laughs> yeah, I never waited uh, bass fishing again with shorts on after that. Yeah. I never would have even thought about it, but yeah, I did never. I never did until then. I guess I never heard of it. Snapping turtle biting anybody. Oh, Robbie Townsley come down. Him and David were out, and uh, oh, Robbie bow and arrows a turkey over there, and so he loads it up. Illegal, and we're heading back to camp. And uh, I said, you know, guys, I said, uh, maybe it's better to leave that turkey right here. I said, well, okay, we'll do that. We gets over across the bridge. You know what, guys, just let my ass out. I don't even want to go to camp with you. I just got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so I goes to camp over on the hinder shot. You know where that's at. Mm -hmm. You probably don't, but but anyway, they go to camp and guess who's sitting there? Oh, really? <laughs> the game warden. Oh man. <laughs> Old Frank. Yeah. Sucker. And he Did wondered I, why my pickup was down there. 
Remember? Yeah. yeah. He says, can I, you guys get anything? Mm-mm. Can I look through your coolers? Help yourself. <laughs> Dickhead. Asshole. But if we wouldn't, if we wouldn't have threw that turkey out, mm-hmm. I just got spit. I don't, I got a bad feeling. Yep. Sometimes I get these feelings. Yep. I got a bad feeling. And I told him, I said, I don't think we'd better take, let's just leave that turkey here. Yeah. And saved, saved him a big fine. But I, I, I got, I walked up on it. I circled around, walked up on hell. Sure enough, old Frank Miller was down there. And I just headed home. <laughs> he, Robbie had already got a fine from Frank. We had. Yeah, he shot a turkey. So there's, so first off, he calls me. No, he told me he got a ticket. He got a ticket because he killed a turkey illegal. And, and then but like two months later, he calls me. I told Lucinda, I was real tired. I'm like, I just want to sleep. Don't let, don't, if anybody calls, tell them I'll Kiss call on them later. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to him tomorrow. So I, I go to bed and she comes in there and wakes me up. I'm like, I just told you, you know, don't let anybody wake me up, you know. She's like, well, it's Robbie and he's in jail. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so I get on the phone. I'm like, Robbie, what'd you do? Well, that, that turkey I poached, I didn't pay the ticket. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Robbie. Yeah, they threw me in jail. He didn't have the money, probably. I suppose not, but, um, you know, I'd have loaned him the money. Yeah, you should have need to ask. But anyway, so I go down there and pay his bail to get him out of jail. And, and, but anyways, old Frank come up there and, and gave him a ticket for that turkey. And, and Robbie told him, he says, you know what, Frank? I guess... Well, when, when Frank come to get him and throw him, put him in jail, yeah. he says, you know what, Frank, I'd have, I've had a talk with God. I'm going to be all right, but I don't know about you. <laughs> and he said, Frank's hand was right here. <laughs> I thought, Robbie, you dumbass. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was great. I think, I'm think i glad he did it. You're gonna get yourself shot. <laughs> I told little, I told little Frank one time. I said, Frank, I said, uh, come down and talk to me. I said, I, I got, I got uh, something to talk to you about. Okay, I'll go do that. So he come down there, and I said, we was up the canyon the other day hunting turkeys. I said, uh, had a young man up there it was Marv Westcott's by old Shane. Did you know Marv mm-hmm. and Shane? Yeah. Anyway, we was hunting turkeys, but I old Shane run down below, and I said, turkeys down there, just bring them up to us. And uh, he come up my canyon, Pete's canyon, and, and met up with this kid and started raising hell with him, you know. Well, what's going on, and what are you doing? And uh, anyway, so, so I told old Frank, I said, I want to talk to you. So he come down and send me, and he pulled, he said, I said, Frank, I said, you up my candidate. Well, I can show you 
up right East here. Canyon. Yeah. To the cabin. Yeah. He, he said, I can show you. I said, no, you can't. I said, I've already read up on it. You can't come up my canyon unless you're in pursuit, hot pursuit. I said, uh, if you want to go up my canyon, you come talk to me first. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I told him. He didn't like it, but he knew I was right. There's nothing he could do legally about it. I was in the right for once. <laughs> he falls in there. You, you, I know you remember this. He pulls in there one day. It's Uncle Gary and Dad. Oh, Gary didn't like him. Gary, Gary yep. hated him. Yep, and Aaron and myself. Yeah. And he says, Dave, he says, uh, last day, of, we're playing horseshoes and drinking beer. He says, uh, I, it's the last day of turkey season. I see you haven't got your turkey. Or he says, have you got your turkey? And I never filled my bag, you know. And I said, no, didn't get a turkey, you know. <laughs> and he says, uh, he says, uh, Aaron, how about you? You get any turkeys? And Aaron's, no. <laughs> Og? And Dad's like, no, never killed a turkey. <laughs> Gary? I killed six of the son of a bitches yesterday. <laughs> he probably did. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Frank's just like looking at us. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm trying to look yeah. the other way. You don't fuck you with know? my older brother. I'm I like, guarantee you. Nobody fucks with my older brother too much. And you know? Frank just... Sets there for a while. Got in his outfit and left. <laughs> oh, my Jesus Christ. I Anybody that was smart didn't fuck with my older brother. Yeah. You know? I can't God, imagine. That, any... takes, that takes freaking balls, though. Yeah. I mean, that takes balls. Yeah. Yeah, Frank had a lot of balls to do that. Well, that takes balls for <laughs> Gary to tell a game. Oh, no. Button. No. I shot six no. of them yesterday. Well, and no, did. I know. That. I don't. I really. I disagree with that. It didn't take no balls for Gary to do that. That's just the way he was. 